Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. I love Michigan, but I love the NFL, too. And uh, there's no Lombardi Trophy in, in college football. And, yeah, I got so many sands left in the hourglass, and I want to I take a crack at that. This is Dirt and Sprague. Fourth quarter's been Jalen Williams' time, too, Michael. Edwards oh! to the rim! An unreal throwdown from Anthony Edwards with 1.57 to go in this fourth quarter. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Aziz lead this one by three. There's another lob and another hammer dunk with two hands. Another beautiful feed from Malcolm Brock. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning. What's going on? How we feeling? Are we are we caffeinated today? Yes. Uh, thank our lucky stars. I was so worried about you yesterday. It was, yeah. We didn't know our coffee machine had been repossessed. <laughs> you know what's funny is I said that a couple times yesterday to some coworkers. I ended up explaining it to my wife. And I used that word, and I said, well, I actually don't think by definition it was. There was more of a miscommunication. But I said that to a couple coworkers, and they were so offended that I said that. I was like, yeah, we had our coffee machine repossessed. like, oh, it wasn't repossessed. And I go, well, I mean, sure, but it was here. I just found it an odd thing. Like We didn't remove it of our own accord. So, so how would you explain <laughs> it? Well, I, I, I find it interesting. Words like that offend people. I know. And they don't realize it until they hear it. And they hear like, oh, how dare you say it that way? Like, I've actually watched my car get repossessed. Not me, but I remember I woke up one day and I went outside. We were supposed to, I was waiting for my mom to take me to school because uh, I had missed the bus. And I had went outside. Her car was gone. And I came back in, and I'm like, hey, where'd you park your car? And she goes, what do you mean? It's in the driveway. I go, no, it's not. It's gone. She scrambles. She looks out the window. It's not there. 
I go outside. I'm like, there's no glass. Nobody, none like it was broken into. And she comes outside and she looks around. She drops an S-bomb. She turns. She walks past me and says nothing. And I'm like, yo, where's your car? And she ignored me for like five minutes and then eventually figured out a way to get me to school. And then later that day, I had told a friend what happened. And a buddy goes, oh, yeah, your car got repossessed. And I'm like, what what does that mean? And he's like, basically like, yo, you didn't make any car payments. They take your car. And I told my mom this, and she, like, kind of admitted yes, but she didn't want me to know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's okay for you to tell me if our car was repossessed. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm not proud of it. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, nobody would nobody be. Nobody would be. But- I, don't, I don't think you did. I don't think you wanted that to happen. So I, I, you know, words like that don't shock me or put me in some kind of weird little negative defensive stance. And so I say it yesterday and I got coworkers actually getting offended by it. <gasps> no, it wasn't. Okay. All right. Well, it's not here anymore. So that's kind of the point of the whole thing. But it's nice to be in here and I'm glad you got your coffee yes, today. Yes, got a little coffee this morning. So did you happen to uh I don't know if you did because you're a busybody. Did you see Dirt's tweet yesterday? No. He announced to the world. Do we have a middle name? That was the we only do. question. Would you like to know the name? Yes. So I'll give you More importantly, uh the actress would like to know the name. The actress would like to know the name. I will give you one guess, just for fun skis. Hmm. It is, hold on. It is. I will try to tee up this way. It's possibly the oldest white name you could maybe choose of all the combinations. Okay, so Ooh. old and white. I need you to think old, white. What could I name my kid to say Ooh. he's not actually one? He's 97 years old. Okay. Which is very fitting for his dad, yes. by the way, because his dad is basically an 88-year-old. Yes. Uh, Theodore Benjamin. Ooh, Benjamin's not a bad guess. Older. William? I will say, think of the 1800s. Try and The late 1800s. George. Oh, you're you're kind of in the ballpark right now. <laughs> Milton. Milton. Theodore Milton Johnson. He is a president from 1887. There you go. He's running on strong policy. Milton. Uh, I don't. Don't I, take his stapler. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did do that to his kid. Milton, my stapler. I'm gonna call that kid stapler. <laughs> Little Milton. Little Milt. I Teddy Ball Game. The kids could have a million nicknames for himself. Yep. TM. I'm, he can go by his nickname. TM. TM Johnson. I'm not hating it. I love it. I don't know what the family. I, I think they may have done a family connection with the the, yeah. the name Milton. I don't know. I haven't bothered him. I haven't texted him. I'm kind of in this weird stance of unless he reaches out, I'm not I'm not reaching out to him. I'm not going to bother. I just want to make sure. That I'm assuming, but it would be nice. It, we're home. Everybody's happy, healthy. That's but, what his tweet was. Thanks for everything. Oh, okay. So they. I'm assuming they have left the hospital by now. Uh, my wife and I were thinking about that. I don't know if they have or haven't. I think he would leave today. I bet you they stayed last night. Although they are trying to turn and burn at hospitals they now. They try to turn and burn. So if there is no issues, extenuating issues that uh, 
after they do the checks. Usually it's a good 24 hours to check everything. They like to make sure that um, yeah, but old Teddy Ballgame are was... going to nurse that, yeah. that process is getting figured out before they let you go. Yeah, but Teddy Ballgame is born at 930 at night. So 24 hours would have been last night. I just think they stayed yeah, last night. maybe this morning. Yeah, I would imagine they're leaving this morning. And uh, old Milton is on his way to his house near the farm Yep. as he gets ready for life on the prairie. <laughs> I knew he was going to go with an old name somehow. Theodore's yeah. already great. I love Teddy oh, Ball. Theodore, yeah. But he, he he upped it a notch with that Milton uh, middle name. He did send out a tweet basically announcing to the world, Here we are. I got a kid. He put four pictures on it. Okay. One of the photos is interesting. Because, is that the one he sent us? Uh, no, he he went a step further than that one. Let me see if I can find this real quick. By the way, we're live on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash 1080 the fan. You can find us there. Good morning. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us today. We got a mail sack to get to today. So any mail sack questions that you guys want to ask and have fun with us, you can do that. We'll get to that coming up uh, at 815 today. Yeah, he sent out a picture he said, four-star quarterback recruit, Theodore Milton Johnson, class of 2042. Holy S, we're old. <laughs> he said, scouting report, good pocket presence, quick release into his diaper, needs to work on sleeping and latching. He said, baby and mom are doing great. Anyone needs me, I'll be somewhere not sleeping. In one of the photos, and I think every dad can relate to this, they do the very big um, kids here, get the emotional tie yeah. Skin to skin thing. Yeah, he he released the photo of him shirtless with his child, uh, and so I just simply responded on the needs to work on sleeping and latching to put Theodore's mouth closer to his nipple, <laughs> and then he would latch on. Okay, and I hope he enjoyed that comment. Uh, <laughs> but it seems like everybody's doing okay. Good. He's a dad. There you go. It's terrifying to say that out loud, but I'm happy for him. It'll be fantastic. Old Theodore Milton. Theodore Milton Johnson. I might just start calling him by his middle name. I don't even know if Teddy Milt. Ballgame's going to be the nickname for me. Milt. Milt. How old are you, Milt? I'm four. <laughs> okay. Did we shrink a 78-year-old man? I don't know. But, uh, we need to teach him how to do numbers and Roman numerals. <laughs> you know, if I know anything about his dad, Milton's going to be rolling back. From the opposite way of society. <laughs> he's going to grow up reading the daily paper. He's going he's gonna to watch or listen to local NPR reports. Nice. Today in downtown Portland. Like, he is going to be very old school. And that's what I kind of like about the name. I think it's going to suit him. Because I think his dad's going to take him to a better time. Not this internet crazed, social media obsessed way of life that we all live. Well, we're all screaming at each other on the internet. I I try to avoid it as much as possible. I'm, I do a pretty good job. I I think you, sometimes it's to the detriment to the show, but for the most part, I agree with you. I think you do a pretty good job. I've done this as well. I've unplugged the last couple weeks. I'm not on it as much. I I missed most of whatever happened yesterday on the internet. Not the internet, but social media in general. I'm yeah. just finding. I'm still I'm I'm the TV generation. I'm you know, I just I got hooked by Sports Center. Sure. When I was ten. That I mean that swag. Was I didn't grow up with the internet. Yeah. I'm I'm old enough to say I also only watched like ESPN, 
some of the Cartoon Network shows, you know, Disney, all kids stuff. But Saturday morning cartoons, my kids don't know what that's like. Their cartoons on, but they don't know what it's like to. You can't watch this on the stream. No, you know what I mean. Like I, I do miss that part. Do you of remember it. Ramblin' Rod? Oh yeah, Ramblin' Rod. Uh, I had a buddy that got on Ramblin' Rod. Never got on there. My cousin got on there. Yeah. I had somebody once. I was driving out to the seaside. Give him a button. Uh, he he ended up getting feet. What was that thing that they call? They they scanned every the kid's smile face. cam or whatever. The smile cam. So whatever they did with that. Thing. Yeah, I saw my cousin on that when he was like four or five years old. Ramblin' Rod, absolutely Northwest uh, staple and icon. We were driving out to the coast once, and somebody pointed at a house just off twenty six, like kind of up on a hill, and it was like a man. Hey. That's Ramlin Rod's house, and I'm like, how do you, how do we how do you know that? <laughs> Did you follow him home? Are there button trails near the house? Like, how can you possibly know that? And now it's easy to find out. But uh, yeah, we are both of the TV generation, and I believe the social medias are rotting our brains. So I've become yeah. more and more disconnected with it personally. Still post things from time to time, but I'm not nearly on it the way I was. No. And, it's not healthy. And it feels, yeah, it's not healthy for you. It feels good. If all it does is make you miserable and angry and yeah. argumentative, just just log yeah. off, you know? Exactly. It ain't worth it. No, I was uh, I was uh, assisting uh, the wife with a project last night. Yeah, you guys were acting out a movie role for her. So, yeah, she's got, uh, she gets audition, you know, request audition for stuff. Here and there, or whatever, but it's a feature film that's going to be in Portland. So, did she ever do any of the TV shows when they were filming here? The Portlandias, mm, she was the in... librarians, or whatever that was called. Yeah, she was. Uh, Remember the ABC Forest uh, I Fairy think Tale it show? Was the librarian one she did? She was an an extra, but she was in a wheelchair getting pushed through some dingy old That's all I want. Board. That is all I want to do in my life is to be somebody in the background yeah. with no lines, but I have like so, you know, guy is this, this and this. Yeah, the problem with like the grim, like if you were an extra in grim, so grim, much of that's the, what it was. So many of those things were like filmed in the middle of the night sort of stuff. Sure. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the librarian's I had a uh, buddy's sister, her and her friend went down to downtown Portland, and they were filming that Tommy Lee Jones, Antonio... Bandits, uh, I believe that was? No, 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 not Bandit. Hunter. Okay. Hunted? Hmm? Uh, Benicio Del Toro and Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Benicio was this guy murdering people up here and... Yeah, Anyways, they were closing bridges for yeah, it at night. There was a scene sort of... where there was a bunch of extras on the bridge because I think yeah. the city's in panic or something. I saw the movie. I don't remember it. And uh, she's she like we watched it, and she points, and she goes, right there, stop it. <laughs> and she like, you know, we couldn't zoom in the way yeah. we can on stuff anymore. She's like, right there. And she just circles around, and like you can kind of see the top of her head, but you can't tell. I'm right, I'm in the movie. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you are, by definition. You know, no, this uh, this this is something that's no a a main role in a thing. Oh, so star of the show. I like fingers it. crossed. Okay, fingers crossed. Uh, we got a busy show today. Yeah, we hunted down Brady Henderson. We did. Brady Henderson's going to join us at eight. Assuming there's no breaking news. Uh, I feel good. Nothing breaking like that usually happens during our show. It happens like right after the I'm show. I'm hoping not, but usually tees up right for Colin at nine a.m. 
Uh, Brady's going to join us at 8, ESPN Seahawk beat writer. Two teams don't have a coach. There's two teams left as of right now. As of right now, and they appear to be maybe have the same person at the top of both their lists. They're on the, it feels like the two-yard line. And I know that can be dangerous to hear if you're a Seahawk fan. Don't throw the football. (laughs) But it seems like they're pretty close to a coaching hire. We'll talk with Brady Henderson at 8. And I asked a question on social media last night. I posted one at the show page. What is the better job, the commies or the Seahawks? And a lot of people responded to this really, really quickly. Yeah. And I, I just wouldn't have operated that way. I would have taken my time to think about that for a couple minutes. Uh, ultimately, I, I think I know where I land right now. But we'll dive into that today. I got, I actually have a college football segment for you. You inspired me last night. There you go. Well, I was, uh, I'm, I'm already looking ahead, trying to lay some groundwork for some things when, when the sports world slows down a bit. We're a B1G radio station now. Yes, we are. And we have to act like it, so we will today. Mail sack at 8.15. We will not push that back. So any and all questions are welcome at the YouTube feed in the comments section or the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Uh, we'll get to that coming up at 8.15. But let's get it going. Let's start. Let's start locally. Let's start with the local stuff, a little local flavor here. Scoot Henderson does something, you know, kind of historic for a rookie season. And uh, the Blazers get a dub. We'll start there. Dirt and Spray, good to be with you on this Tuesday on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in live on YouTube, Odyssey app, 1080 AM and 99.5 HD2. We have a lot to get into today. Harbaugh introduced to the world finally for the Chargers, unleashing hell on the internet yesterday. We'll get to that coming up. Um, I want to start with the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Your Portland Trailblazers last night swag. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers. They did. Yes, they did. That was on. I watched a fair amount of it. Okay. Still doing some things. I was cooking and stuff while that was going on. Okay. So, uh, and then I did not see much. I mean, it was in hand. Second and third quarters were as good as the Blazers have played, albeit no Tyrese Maxey, no Joel Embiid. Ah, the two best players for Philly not playing. But the Blazers took advantage of it. Jeremy Grant got yes. cranked up. Brogdon to Ayton yep. uh, was a uh, combination that the Sixers did not have an answer for. Uh, it was nice to see him involved in lob passes. That largely has not been the thing since he's been here. Yes. Uh, that was a better dominating performance. 
So Sixers are pretty shorthanded last night. I I thought you text something. You and I were texting about this because we talked very briefly at the end of the show about Embiid. Yeah, and so then on uh, NBA Today, Ramona Shelburne announced, nope, Embiid's out. He's got a knee thing. So apparently there's some swelling, some fluid buildup or something. They're saying he came – the report is that he came back too quickly from his tweak knee injury against yeah. the Pacers – and that's why he didn't play against Denver, even though I believe the injury report was very vague or, or misleading. He wasn't on it initially. That's what it was. And he's they're now being investigated. Uh, I thought it was hilarious, you and I talking at the end of the show, will he play, will he not yeah. play? And then it's announced that he's not, and you you hit the nail right on the head <laughs> because he has five games. If he misses five more games the rest of the season. No postseason awards. He's not eligible for MVP. That's a massive deal because he yeah. might be the favorite for the award this My year. My guess is there's a healthy bonus in his contract for it, too. It, that's a very good guess. Now, he is making, I don't know, 40 or 50. No, but the bonus still matters. But, yeah. And what did you text me? They're on TNT tonight against the Warriors. Oh, I wonder if that swollen <laughs> knee is going to somehow magically heal its. You know, he took two games off. Yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I, we don't know. Maybe he does sit it out. Maybe this will keep going, and this injury is larger than we know. But I think for the most part, you hit the nail right on the head and described the NBA. You summed up the NBA perfectly with that with that text. Yeah. This is what the league big is. big-time national TV games. Yep. That's what they're about. And you cannot miss those windows. That was, by the way, an NBA TV game, and they couldn't flex out of it because Bill Walton was doing a simulcast where he was being Bill Walton during the game. Fantastic. Like a, a Manning cast, yeah. kind of, with Bill Walton. And so they couldn't flex out of that on NBA TV. You had Minnesota and OKC. Yeah, fight and, for first place in the conference. And you and you that was a fantastic Doc game, Doc Rivers' coaching debut. Against Denver, in Denver, yes. Giannis and Dame against Jokic and company. League pass games. Because why would you want to air two teams squaring off for the one seed in the West or Giannis against Yoke? Why would you want to air those? Exactly. I hate yeah. this league. Uh, yeah. I think the NBA needs to revisit. I understand TNT uh, wanting to lock. If they're going to have exclusive games where the league goes pretty much dark on the nights they have, whether it's Tuesday or Thursday, however they do it. Those are pretty much, maybe sometimes there's one other game going on. Sure. But outside of that, they they need to be more flexible with their, I mean, you have NBA TV. I wouldn't, I would just a month at a time schedule stuff. Certainly the first month you have an idea and you think, okay, these should be quality matchups or whatever, but you never know who's going to go down with a, you know, their knee falls apart or they blow an Achilles. It just it's 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 an interesting I think it's a long-term interesting strategy to drive people more to the illegal streams than it is to give access to watch yeah. the games outside of League Pass. Yeah. I have League Pass. I'd assume most people don't that are listening or I hanging don't. out. I don't because right. there's so much there's so much NBA avail normally available. I mean TNT does Oh, I disagree with that. Two or 100%. three games a week. ESPN does Two? Several several games. Well, they're start they're now doing now they ramp up the Saturday stuff. Well, but they're putting a game on ABC on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught that. I did I we talked about it. Uh, Knicks Bowls was the first one. Yeah. That was their first choice, was Knicks Bowls. What a treat. They need to quit 
tapping the the big markets or the no the, they're on the same six teams is the problem uh, yeah there's only six teams that exist i i think the media has a problem with this too they don't know how to cover the league they cover the same players they do trade stuff and then it's the same teams they don't no. they don't they cover covering anything covering minnesota and okc more pacers or scoot henderson's 24th quarter points hello garbage time wow you know, I don't know what it is with you and Dirt. I got into it with a listener yesterday about Chauncey Billups. And I, I'll have those conversations. I don't know what it is with you and Dirt. Every time I bring this team up, you guys are just needling and waiting so you can crap all over it. They won last night. It was a nice night for the fans. Although they didn't beat a very strong Sixers team. But can we keep some pers- – the, the problem I have with, you know, a fair amount of the, uh, the Blazer faithful – is the the level of hyperbole they live in. Okay, can you give me an example? I just it was a nice night. It was nice for the fans to go and see them and they were organized, but let's not claim that they've turned any corner and Philadelphia sat their best two players, two all-star level players. I would argue it actually wasn't great. It's great that fans get to see their team win. You paid for that ticket knowing that you were thinking you were going to see Joel Embiid play. Or Maxi at the minimum. Yeah. Who was the second best player on the Sixers yesterday? Was After- it Tobias? He had nine points. Is it Pat Beverly? Was it Kelly Oubre, who may or may not have been hit by a car? Like <laughs> <laughs> that just it that wasn't the yeah. real Sixers, you Your know. Boy Mo Bamba though got some minutes. Mo Bamba, he played 19 minutes last night. Scoot had 20 points in the fourth quarter. I believe I saw from StatMuse no other rookie in this class has had 20 points in a fourth quarter yeah. yet. It's nice to see him hit a three. I, you know, I, I, that's kind of my take. You know, it doesn't need to be this overarching, well, it's this and it's this and it's this. He he saw the ball go through the hoop. I just That's all I, I care I'm, about. I'm more and more with dirt at this point. It's Now you've you've got Brogdon back in the starting lineup. We need to trade him already. What why, are we doing? Why are we so concerned minutes. about trying to win games at this point? I because, Swag, haven't you heard? It's about morale. These rookies can't lose games. It's bad for growth. They can't possibly be good basketball players if they lose by 20. But they won last night. Jeremy had 27. Yep. Uh, Brogdon was really good. They had some nice dimes. You mentioned a couple of those uh, to DA. DA, 18 and 6, not bad. Uh, I'm more like uh, Jabari Walker's 12 rebounds. Well, I've become quite a fan of Jabari. I think he's a I'm dude. glad he's into the starting lineup. I'm glad Tamani played more than three minutes. Yes. Looks like we were told something after that game. Yo, you got to play him more than three minutes. What are you doing here? Uh, but it was it was still a nice little one. I'm caught a, I'm caught in the middle ground of hell here. Okay, let me walk people oh, through. Oh, they're it. in total purgatory. No, no, no. If I mention the team. Two people on the show I do tell me how stupid and irrelevant they are. <laughs> Listeners tell me to not listen it or not to watch. Stop giving this team your attention. I don't care. But then I do a podcast, and every little win, it's the biggest deal of all time. Scoot's amazing now. And then they go on a four-game losing streak. Crickets. Yeah. So it's just like I'm caught in this weird hellscape. Wednesday of night will be interesting. Okay, it will be. And it is an ESPN game. I'm glad they flexed into that. They graphics showed Dame in a blazer jersey. <laughs> it showed Giannis in a Buck jersey. It said Bucks Blazers, and then the graphics showed Dame in a blazer uniform. <laughs> 
And I just kept thinking, you know, ESPN may have flubbed, but ESPN might also have been saying, you shouldn't have traded him. Pretty much. You should have tried to build a roundup. Yep. You had real chips. You said you weren't going to put him in the middle. You did it. But he'll be back Wednesday, and he'll get a killer tribute video. Yep, there will be at least one. I think there's only going to be one. Okay. I might be wrong on that. They might drop uh, highlights throughout, like, all the... All the yeah, like random TV timeouts, yeah. a couple of them that they have scheduled. Yeah, they might happen. But they get a win last night. Scoot gets 20 in the fourth quarter. And uh, they were trailing early, but they came back and yeah, dominated. Yeah, a little slow out of the gates. Then Jeremy Grant uh, got it cranked up in the uh, second quarter. Should be taking calls on him, too. Uh, I'll, I'll add this final note, and then we'll pivot out. Um, I want to give some credit because I don't know when this is going to end for him. And I've already texted this to him personally last year. Kevin Calabro is one of the all-time greats. This is not any knock on him whatsoever. Travis Demers has done an exceptional job, I think, of filling in for Calabro while Calabro is away from the team. I've enjoyed his personal little anecdotes. He had a story about Ian Carmel in meditation last night that I quite enjoyed. And the honesty how people say, yeah, I'm going to try that. And then they never do. And I just think his energy's been really good on the broadcast. It's been nice to have it. Again, I like Kevin Calabro. I'm not asking Kevin Calabro to go away, but I want to give credit to our our good friend Travis yeah. Demers. He's done an exceptional job filling in for KC. I, I think him and Lamar actually have decent chemistry. They have really good chemistry. Even though they don't work together all that much. Yep. So kudos to our buddy Travis Demers, Scoot Henderson getting 20 in the fourth, and the Blazers beating a maxi and beadless 76ers. Is the dynasty dead while a dynasty's alive and thriving? Let's talk about that next. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Tuesday morning. Mail sack coming up at 8.15, so get those mail sack questions. Any and all questions are at the mail sack. It's basically a Reddit AMA. You can ask Swag and I any question you want at the YouTube comment section or the Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. Or on Twitter, at Dirt and Sprague, or at 1080 The Fan. Uh, we'll try to get to those at 8.15 today. Brady Henderson's going to join us at 8 a.m. Uh, we've got Jim Harbaugh audio. I want to talk about that a little bit. And uh, a little college football nugget that I want to talk about mm. coming up at 6.45. I love my nuggies. You got some leftovers from conference championship weekend. I feel like something's happening in the NFL with certain players that isn't real. But people are responding to it as if it is. And uh, I want to talk about that coming up in the second hour of the show. I see you a little intrigued. Like, what are you talking about there? Where are you going with that? Uh, it is the, it's interesting being in the middle of the end of a dynasty while seeing a dynasty thrive. And this is happening in sports right now. I don't know how much you've thought about this or how much this is registered for you. But the Chiefs are thriving, clearly, as a dynasty. Yes. Six straight appearances in the AFC Championship game. Four Super Bowl appearances now, two championships, maybe three looming as Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs get ready to take on the Niners. And at the exact same time it's thriving, the Golden State dynasty in the NBA appears to be over. Yes. Now, old takes expose this because, you know, maybe they make a massive trade. But a report came out yesterday from Shams that I thought was a pretty big deal. 
They are currently shopping Wiggins and Paul, but they also are open to Clay and even Draymond stuff. And when you when you throw that out, not that Clay is going to get traded, not that Draymond's going to get traded, but it kind of lends itself to, oh, they finally reached the point where they've seen that this construction isn't going to cut it in this league anymore. Yeah. And the the recent adjustments to the salary cap for the you know they created multi tiers to the luxury tax thing it severely hampers them trying to make a deal too they have spent more money than any team yeah. in mean, that league the chase center and it's you know their luxury were, tax bill's been high. They're printing money for a while. They are, but they're spending a lot of it too yeah. to keep the players intact. And Clay is at this point where he can still shoot, but he's not been nearly the defender he once was. No, which, he can't. He can't blanket guys the way he used to. Which you can't fault. I mean, when you have an ACL and an Achilles injury back to back, I don't yeah. even know how you stay in the league with that. And Draymond has been volatile and still good defensively, but very limited offensively outside of some passing. And so they're they're not good. Right now, Golden State is in a little bit of a free fall here. They are 19-24. and 24. They lost on Saturday night to the Lakers and LeBron, who are not much better. No. And it, it kind of appears that that Warrior Dynasty run is done. They're not even in the play-in right now, Swag, and... I find it fascinating that at the same time that's happening, Mahomes and the Chiefs dynasty run is still in the midst of it, and it doesn't appear that that's going to slow down uh, anytime soon. But finally, we may have gotten out of the hellscape that is Golden State being the, at the top of the mountain in that league. Yeah. they it, if they if And it's going to be really rough for them if they totally undo it because I don't... Do you think they'll really move Clay? I know that it's the it's sports. We've seen greats leave, but it just feels so weird to say out loud that they might be trading uh, Clay Thompson. I don't know. I, I that would be really hard for him to do. If we were doing a show in San Francisco and this is the team we're covering, what do you think your take is? Because they're bad. Yep. And uh, one, I think it's really hard to move. Two, I don't think you're going to get anything great in return so if you're moving him you're trying to get the contract off the books because you want to just start over again i don't know how easy it is to do um it feels like a really tough thing to build when you're only trying to build around one player yeah and he's a great player i mean he's an all-time great player i wonder if they start to go back and figure out where it got jammed uh, how much they regret the James Wiseman draft pick oh I mean that's I would I I think you can make Katie deciding to leave because his ego couldn't handle that it was Steph's team and that people weren't giving him real credit for championships that's a obviously a big deal that has got to be right up there of oh we made the wrong decision he was what number two he was number two and Edwards went one and I know this guy's been hurt but you know who was available in the draft? There were two players that I thought would have worked really well with that team, and they bypassed both of them. One of them got picked right after Wiseman. LaMelo Ball would have been really good on this team. And Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. He was a, not later, but like he was just a few picks down. Yep. Wasn't quite looked at in that process as a top three pick. 
that's that's certainly one. I mean, imagine having Tyrese Halliburton with Steph Curry. Yep. That feels like a bit of a cheat code. And so I I, I think that draft pick ultimately was their 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 big undoing. They were so reliant upon him to be the big that would facilitate and and that could help keep it going without taking on a big salary. And it just it never worked. It never really yeah, it never worked for them. Uh, ended up being a bit of a fail. So I'm looking. Halliburton went 12th in that draft. And here is always the underrated part of that draft. Because, you know, I think you see some of the talent past them, past Wiseman, who's been yeah. not good at all. I think people kill him for it. And, and you know, kind of rightfully so. But the one bit of defense and caveat I throw in there, that was a COVID draft. Yeah. The process was not the no, same. as you didn't as, get as much yes. up-close, hands-on distancing and like yeah i i might be wrong but like maybe working out with masks on so it's like what what were you doing in that process that's different from normal well a hell of a lot and so it's not to suggest that they would have gotten the pick right but had it been a normal process is halliburton come in just for a workout and like oh holy crap because ann edwards was clearly the pick from minnesota that they nailed that pick that that was a huge part of their undoing uh, they took Wiseman, and in that draft, there was two guys after that that I think would have fit in really well. Even Vassal for the Spurs. I, yep. You can make an argument he's not a game-changer per se. He just got a monster extension with San Antonio this offseason. So, I, Golden State, it's interesting. In the same time, Kansas City has just continued to rise and climb and stay at the top. Golden State's been there with them this entire journey, and now you're seeing kind of the end in the fall. Yeah. And I think for them, when it comes apart, it's going to come completely apart. We'll like, s- it's going to take them two or three years. Oh, yeah. Minimum. I mean, is Steph going to be a warrior forever? I I think he has to be. Hmm. Okay. Um, um, Sports doesn't give us that a whole lot. No. I think it's, I think it's the Reggie Miller route for him. Kind of just be, I mean, the resume is already pretty amazing. There's really, yeah, outside of ring chasing or going to a situation that so, can get him. I that. mean, he's he's as tied to that organization and that community, and so you know, and as a mentor to you know, if he can be there when whenever the new crop of guys come in to show him what it takes to be a pro, the work ethic that he goes through, all of those sorts of things. If you are committed and you want to go there, this is what it's like. This is what you have to persevere through. This is what you have to be prepared for. This is how you prepare. Uh, the bigger question is, who's going to be the coach? I don't know how much longer Kerr holds on. Kerr doesn't feel like he's long for that job. I, if you told me he stepped down at the end of the year, I he, wouldn't be he stunned. He looks just absolutely worn out and well, exhausted. I mean, dude, think about this for that a second. And physically, his back is a mess. That thing started in 2015. It's 2024. That's a decade of dynasty of peak basketball. That's that'll wear on anybody, and they've been able to keep it together. They won a title just two years ago, but it appears that it is over in Golden State right now. As Sham saying, they're shopping Wiggins and Paul. Probably going to try to hold on to Clay and Dre and see what they can get, and maybe they can turn that around. But they're not even in the play-in yet, and they don't look anywhere near like a legit contender. Uh, a little college football. And this one, inspired by Jason Swigard, next on The Fan. I want to talk about this athlete at the top of the hour. 
how dominant they've been, how historical they've been, and uh, the dynamic duo and how we truly gauge it. Uh, There is something happening in the media that I've observed listening to podcasts and shows yesterday, and I'm, I'm not laughing at those people, but I am chuckling because I'm wondering, like, how real is this narrative that we're arguing about? Uh, and so I'll tell you who that's about, and uh, we'll dive into that coming up. Brady Henderson, remember, at 8, the mail sack at uh, 8.15. So get the mail sack questions in. Any and all questions you want to ask at the mail sack uh, can be found at the YouTube comments or the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Swag yesterday was texting me, and we were kind of doing some show prep stuff, and he says, sent an email to the offices of the Big 12 Big Ten. The Big Ten, excuse me, to maybe talk with the commissioner, Tony Petiti, or to just in general introduce ourselves because now we are a B1G radio station. That's right. And as a B1G radio station, you have inspired me, Swag, to talk a little college football today. Uh We have in our grasp a way too early top 25. Oh, I live for these. I just thought of dirt when I saw this. Stuart Mandel has pieced together a top 25. There is no USC in his top 25. Shouldn't be. Really? With what? What I find interesting is when Lincoln has a bad year, which last year was a bad year for him, it's just immediately we're out, whereas other coaches have disappointing seasons and it's just nothing. But usually, I mean... He is held to a bit of of an interesting standard. Where's you? What, what big time recruits? I mean, how many? Where where are they at in the recruiting? I mean, they've they've hit the portal pretty good. They've revamped their defensive coordinator. They got a, they stole I UCLA's think that's guy. That's the big thing. Even though they've revamped the defensive coordinator and stuff, I I think that's that's the prove it piece of it. Where people are going to need to see that the defense is significantly different and better before they truly buy That's, in totally get it i'm i'm there too the quarterback also threw what six touchdown passes in their bowl game yeah how's he do with quarterbacks i think his track record's he's better than any coach in that conference he's got a heisman trophy winner and the he, likely he's got number multiple. one he's got multiple i just well, find I mean, it interesting he just had a heisman trophy yes. winner and the likely number one pick in the draft yes. and they only won seven games you're right he blew the defense last year he didn't care enough about it he's the most successful coach at the most important position in the sport and i just find that like that doesn't matter it's well the defense sucked last year so we're out okay all right i'll jot that down for the season uh where do you think oregon is in this top 25 uh how high do you think they are for old mandel uh seven eight no wow seventh or eighth yeah way higher than i would have tagged them fourth Wow. Yeah. He loves what they've done in the portal. How do you not? What they're bringing back. Yep. Uh, Ohio State is his number two team. Georgia, obviously, number one. And Ole Miss is interesting for me in the expanded playoff conversation because they'll be in that. They should be. At number five. No Washington. This next highest. Well, I can't even. See, I'm I'm still stuck in Pac-12 brain. It's going to take us months to figure it out utah's at nine i was gonna say representing the, other the big 12 yeah, the b the b1g or the big one two as we talk b1g football no oregon state in his top 25 
I just think people don't know what to do with them yet. Well, they've lost a lot of players. Yeah. And the coaching staff is a pretty unproven staff. Yeah. They're, they're collectively, they've done things, indivi- well, not collectively, individually they've done things in successful ways, but collectively we don't know what they're going to be. And I, I have no idea if they're good at quarterback, how the offensive line, and it was good to get Josh Gray back. But yeah. I'll be interested to see because I think a lot of Beaver fans are holding out hope. This will be a top 12-ish type team with that You'll schedule. You'll find out very early, September 14th. Who do they play? I don't know the schedule. That would be the Ducks coming to oh, Corvallis. That's the second non-conference game? Second or third. Okay. The season starts August 31st that weekend. Do you think we've reached a point where 56 million people watched Niners-Lions, a record for Fox? I'm assuming the entire state of Michigan is included in that. And California? Yeah. Well, half of California. Probably Texas because they just wish they could be the Lions. Yeah. The Lions are America's team now. Yep. But with college football also growing at a huge rate this year, it's it's making me reconsider certain elements of sports like college hoops you're in the thicket of college hoops right now the thick of college hoops and i'm just like how many people are following college hoops i think the problem with college hoops is there's so i mean there's what 360 division one teams yeah there's so much of it 68 teams now they get to the play in slash tournament area hard to focus I think what college football has done to the detriment of some programs like Oregon State and Washington State is they understand where the concentration lies, and they're playing to that. That's a fair point. I I don't like it. I don't either. But that's what they're doing. He's got Arizona 13, Florida State all the way down to 14th. I was a little surprised by that. I know they're missing Jordan Travis now, but... They scooped up a couple Bama kids, and Norvell's staying there. And they, I don't know. I don't look at the ACC and have all these grandiose thoughts and opinions on the ACC and how strong or not strong it is as a conference. But it's become a year-round sport with the portal. The recruiting stuff's yep. coming up Spring in February. Spring football will come up here soon. Spring football right after that in March. And then you got like a couple months of down period. May, May and June pretty It's kind of dead. Yeah. And then July it starts to ramp up. You get media days that happen. And then August is fall camp and week zero. So really, if you think about it, we only have a couple weeks of non-off-season college football in a yep. year. Yep. And I'm excited about that because I, I follow it year-round now. 24-7, the updated recruiting rankings, the portal rankings, all of that business I love it. So you go way too early. Top 25 has Oregon at four. No Washington. No Oregon State. But we're B1G slash Pac-2 station now. So we have to That's follow right. these things. We have to follow start such dialing things. in on Maryland and Purdue. Oh, yeah. How Illinois. Can you, how can you not? I mean, the fighting Bielema's. Come on. <laughs> Feel the mojo of Oregon-Illinois and that rivalry. Uh, loaded second hour. I want to talk about this dynamic duo and this all-time great athlete. And is the narrative on this stuff really true, or are we just making it up to make it up? Hour two, Dirt and Spring on the fan. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 